Drivers, I've moved and I'm ready to tackle this weekend's race, the Brickyard 400. But before we get into that, let me just take you over to the website here, DFS Tavern. If you Google DFS Tavern, if you use link in the description below, however you want to get here, it'll take you to the home page. And I highly advise you to go look at the PGA and UFC contest as well. But we're going to be focusing on the NASCAR one this weekend here. Here is our page or DK contest or stat model. And I would advise you to go all the way down, look at laps, lead, track, layout, just all the information here, The ba just, I mean, the starting information, not basic information, because some people don't even know this type of stuff, but good starting information. Click this button here to open this page in a separate web page, and you can easily browse the stats in a little bit easier fashion, a little bit bigger so you can read it. Everything's color-coordinated to where it'll pop out if it's good, it'll be red if it's bad, and I highly advise everybody to go through, look at this, it'll help you out, trust me. I use it as well, don't worry. I, I know it's our own site, and I know it's free, but it's a sheet that I use myself. Anyway, if you would like a chance to win a free entry into next week's DK contest that we host, let me know where you think Eric Amarola finishes. I think Eric Amarola gets a top seven finish this weekend. I think he might do better, um, but he is a guy I'm going to focus on heavily this weekend. Let me know where he finishes. What do you think? Top 10, top 5, top 15? Is he going to be a bust? Is he going to help you out? I think Eric Amarola is a, is a really important play to really look at this weekend. But let's get into this. Looking at the Brickyard, Dominator points are of limited quantity, 80 for fast laps, 40 for laps led, and that's it in terms of Dominator points. So it's going to look a lot like Pocono. It's going to be a race that you want to focus on guys who are going to finish up front. You need the you need the leader. You need the guy who's going to lead the most amount of laps, but you need place differential, whether that's eating the good shock, whether that's finding a play that works or other people don't. That's what you're going to look at. It's going to be it's good, This race is going to have long, boring runs. The only time to pass are going to be in the corners, of one and two on, or one and three on restarts and a few laps after that anything after that it's going to be strung out single file none of that stuff looking at like i said the lineups you just want to fit in as many good drivers as possible last week i or in the in one of the pocono races this past weekend i believe you could have played all the top six finishers in one of the races and still had money left over i think that's a situation that we'll probably see again just Play all the guys that you think are going to finish one through, you know, six, one through tenth. I know we do that every week, but you need to emphasize that on weeks like this to where, I mean, place differential and getting guys that are going to finish up front are crucial. That's just how it is. Driver notes. Now, I'm recording this after they announced Jimmy Johnson will not race due to testing positive for COVID-19 and Justin Allgaier will fill in for him. I don't know if DraftKings is going to add Justin Allgaier to the player pool. I'm going to assume they're not, or at least at the time I'm making this, uh, they haven't done that yet. So we're just going to act like he's not in there. If for some reason they do add Allgaier into this, um, I believe he would start, uh, he, he would be credited with starting where that car was qualified at. So that'd be Jimmy Johnson's fourth place starting position. Uh, he'll be EOL'd at the start of the race for a driver swap. And unless they put Allgaier at like $6,000 or something. I just don't see it working. Uh, that would be my view on them if they add Allgaier because uh, if they make him any higher than that and he starts from dead last, there's no way he, he's he's useful at all. There's no, no freaking way. <laughs> no way. Michael McDowell has been very good lately. If you look at his last race at Pocono, 
I know he crashed. I know he finished 40th. But look, that 8th place at the first Pocono race was not a fluke. 18th at Dega. I mean, you can't really count that. But I mean, it's, it's always good to know that you didn't just destroy the car at Dega. Homestead, four, 15th. 14th at Martinsville. He hasn't been doing bad. Finished 24th at Atlanta. But he's, he's starting 27th this week. So, you know, he can do all right there as, as going farther back into the race. Uh, Charlotte, number 1. Uh, Coca Cola 600, he finished 19th. The second Darlington race, 17th. 23rd in the first Darlington race. He's only $5,700. Uh, he said he should easily, easily pay that off. I don't see him not working. I think he's one of those good chalk plays that you need to play in general. Uh, Matt Kenseth shows up very well on spreadsheets and track history. If a lot of these people are making lines based on pure track history and things of that nature, he's going to show up. Uh, he didn't race last year because he wasn't on a team, but 12th, 5th, 2nd, 7th, and 4th in 2018 to 2014. He's going to show up well in the history, in the recent track history. Coming off at 12th and 11th place finish at Pocono, optimizers are going to like him. I don't hate him. Uh, 79's a bit higher than I want. He should hit value. Shouldn't really do anything above that, but starting 21st, not a horrible play. Uh, Ross Chastain is not in a Chimp Ganassi car, and nor is a Chimp Ganassi team crewing for that. It's just the regular guys who normally do that team, so just keep aware of that. It's not the same car he ran the Coca-Cola 600 with. It's not the same car that he ran, um, I believe, Daytona with. It, it, it's just, uh, just an underfunded team, so just be aware of that. Truex, before we get into it, Truex, you, you got to look at his track history uh, and really pay attention to why he has performed so poorly here. I uh, just want to say 2019, he finished three laps down, um, just had some luck not go his way. In 2018, he only finished 41 laps before a mechanical failure took him out of the race. And then in 2017, he crashed with Kyle Busch, fighting for the lead with 40 laps to go, entering one off of that restart. So I'm going to just throw out those last three Indy races. So just, just be aware of that. Uh, go, I'm trusting his track history more than his, his recent history here. Now let's get into the guys that I like, the plays that I like here. For Dominators, obviously you got to look at Logano, Kyle Busch, MTJ, Brad Keselowski, Kevin Harvick, and Ryan Blaney. The guys I'm going to focus on from this are going to be Joey Logano, Martin Truex Jr., Kevin Harvick, and Ryan Blaney. Why am I focusing on these guys? Well, Joey Logano is going to start up front. He has the track position. I imagine Penske. Look, if even if you don't follow IndyCar, Roger Penske loves Indianapolis. He's always he always wants to win the Indy 500. He always wants to win the Brickyard 400. Now he owns the track. You know. Like, if you're a Penske driver and you can't perform here, like, you're going to just get, let, you're going to get fired. That's always been a running joke in the Indy series, or in the IndyCar series, where, you know, if you don't win at Indianapolis, <laughs> Roger Penske's going to fire you. Bring that into account with Logano starting first with the track position. That team is going to do all they can to keep him up front. I don't see a situation where he finishes any worse than fifth. I have him projected for a top 15, or a top five finish. Uh, the other guy that I like, uh, Martin Truex Jr., like I said, people, uh, or at least stat models might see, oh, he's done horrible. This ain't his track. You know, you got to look at why this isn't his track, quote-unquote. It just things out of his control. Sure, he wrecked racing Kyle in 2017, but he was going for the win. He, he had led a lot of that race, 
I imagine he's going to unload quickly. I doubt it's going to go the same way. You can't have four bad races in a row, right? Come on. Um, Harvick, obviously the guy who is poised to lead the most amount of laps, uh, should have the fastest car, plus place differential. The hottest guy on the circuit, Harvick putting together another career season. Right now, my favorite to win the championship. Kevin Harvick is certainly in play. And then Ryan Blaney, um, mainly because I think he can lead laps. He's another Penske driver, starting 12, got that place differential. I see it going fine. Uh, you can also look at Denny Hamlin. Those, he's probably my last guy I'd look at here. Purely based on his potential to do well, uh, he, he did extremely well to two Pocono races along with Harvick. Uh, and Pocono's a track I would look at the most in comparison to Indy if you want to look at other track history. Um, if you want to look at how they did in the Pocono races, that that's who I'd look at. And then looking at cash slash safe drivers, you got anybody from Priest, Custer, LaJoy, McDowell, Busher, John Hunter Nemechek, and Newman. The guys I like from this the most, Ryan Priest, Cole Custer, Busher, and Newman. Some of these prices are extremely criminal. Uh, Ryan Newman is far too cheap. $5,900 should easily hit value and should do more. He could have a bad day and still hit value pretty easily. Uh, going down the starting grid, if you look at Ryan Priest yet again, just too cheap. $5,800 starting 36. There's absolutely no way this man is not optimal. Cole Custer, uh, same story, not as cheap, but should very easily hit value and do better. And Busher, a, a guy who I think is going to be a safe play. I think people are going to overlook him a little bit. They're probably going to go to LaJoy. They're probably going to go to uh, John Hernimacek, McDowell. Uh, as I said, McDowell's been doing very well, but Chris Buescher could get overlooked in the safe category and uh, could be lower owned than these guys. So that's who I would like there. And then GPPs, I have Eric Almarola, Redick, Matt Benedetto, Stenhouse, and Clint Boyer for my guys here. Let me talk to you about Eric Almarola. And this is why I asked that question in the beginning of where do you think he's going to finish because he is $7,400. He should easily hit value. Easily. I think I have it in my heat map right fast, which you can get by going to our Patreon, and you can see who I like, where I categorize, and not just the way I categorize them here, but I color coordinate everybody of how you should play them, how you should use them, my player pool, this, the heat map is my player pool, uh, so let's see, Eric Almarola, I have him projected for a top 7 finish at, at the bottom, he should, he should finish top 5, but I have him projected at top 7, I think he... Hits value. He only needs to finish, I believe, eighth or seventh to hit value. Uh, he has ran extremely well recently. Let's look at his last four races here. And, and I mean, if 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 I didn't, if I told you these finishing positions last four races, you wouldn't think it's Eric Almarola. But fifth, third, third, and fifth, the last four races for Eric Almarola. Before that, he has ran. He he ran extremely well at the intermediate tracks. He has showed up quickly. The only time he had issue was Martinsville and Bristol. Um, I'm not going to count the 20 place finish at Charlotte number two or Atlanta just because things didn't go his way there, but they have unloaded quickly. I assume that he's running or going off the notes that Harvick has starting fifth does not scare me off. I think people are going to be like, well, he was there earlier in the year. He started up front. We don't need to play him. I think Eric Almarola is needed for that salary relief. He should stay inside the top five this entire race. I see him working out as a great safe cash play if you want to go there like i said this is more for gpps or riskier plays but i, I love eric almarola this weekend uh, along like i said with reddick matt Benedetto, stenhouse and 
uh, Clint Boyer. And then Stenhouse, yet again, uh, we'll talk about him for a bit. Starting $7,200 should easily hit 5x, as these other guys are doing, because that's what I use for my value. Anything at 5x, or anything that hits 5x is value, in my opinion. So he should hit value. He should run well enough to at least gain you eight positions. Uh, starting 24th, if you look at the two Pocono races, 15th and 17th. And then, like I said, he, he's just been fast. He's been doing better, and people aren't scared to play him. People are, they don't want to play, oh, I ain't playing Recky Stenhouse. He's going to go off again this year, and we need to be on him before he goes off and before the public gets on him. Because I want Stenhouse at a low-owned opportunity to do very well. Those are my guys. That's how I look at this race. That's how I'm going to approach it. If you have any questions, feel free to send them my way at Brandon Cruz DFS on Twitter. You can tweet at us at DFS Tavern on Twitter. Join our Patreon. Support us. Best of luck. Have a great weekend. And uh, like I said, you'll see better background behind me because I'm still unloading boxes. So it's not just going to be a white <laughs> space behind me. You guys have a fantastic day. We will talk to you next time.